I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just that sad. Is really sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. We got the plague. Pony Express and our man Nodos in the house. Uh, Redwood, PsyQ, CSOP leader. He's, I think, legal counsel for the F3 Omaha Foundation. Uh, legal counsel for a lot of other important cases, too. But, uh, you know, I think uh, we're, we're excited to get a chance to talk to you, Nodos. Um, just to kick us off, we would love to hear your story. Who, who brought you out? Uh, how'd you get the name Nodos? And then because you are an official Redwood, tell us about that first day uh, from your perspective. What was that like? Uh, well, I, I think you hit on it first. I'm, I'm probably the most prominent legal mind in uh, F3 Omaha. Uh, <laughs> hey, now I take offense uh, to that. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense, Pony, or the other uh, 50. 30 attorneys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, Brazilian, uh, it, this, is a, this is a sad story, right? I mean, Brazilian EH'd me, uh, so nothing too original there other than the fact that uh, uh, it was very, very subtle the way he approached it. We were having uh, dinner or cocktails uh, at uh, our house with uh, he and Sarah, and he just casually mentioned, you know, after two or three whiskeys, hey, I'm, I'm doing this workout tomorrow with these guys. It's like a boot camp. Uh, you think you want to go? And uh, that that's about as much as I remember. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll show up. Uh, and then he sent me a link, uh, I think, in, in, the t in a text message. I looked it up, and I was admittedly skeptical about it, just uh, – I don't know if, if, if it was the, the faith aspect or if it was uh, the, the lexicon. You know, there were various things that uh, kind of uh, made me skeptical, and I think it's reflected on my, on my face in the video of the first name Arama, uh, but we can get to that. Uh, but I did show up, uh, and that, that, yeah, that first workout was – it was pretty brutal for me. I, I thought I was in, you know, Brazilian would tell you I was like a four or five fitness level going in, you know, it just, he, he would tell you I was just, uh, you know, 50 pounds overweight and, and, and needed a real kick in the ass uh, out there. But I, I thought I, I had been running uh, quite a bit uh, before that. Uh, I knew I, when I turned 40, I had to lose about 20 pounds. And I, I probably lost about 10 by that point. So I felt like I was in pretty good shape, but it was a brutal workout. But uh, anyway, at the end of that workout, I uh, was explaining to, it was wait time, wait time cued it, and uh, was telling him a little bit about myself. And he said, you know, what do you do? I said, I'm an attorney. Uh, so got four kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
what's your wife do? Oh, she's a surgeon. Okay. Uh, well, what, what are your kids' ages? I said, well, my daughter is uh, four years old. I think she was at the time. And my sons are three years old. And he just, he kind of, you could see him doing the math in his head. He said, wait, four kids, but he only gave me, you know, one age. I said, yeah, that's, that's triplets. And I don't know if someone like shouted it out, but there were all these uh, comments about sleep deprivation and uh, the fact that I was, you know, probably a pretty busy guy. Um, and I, but I think he said, oh man, you're not getting any sleep at all. You need no dose. That's it. No dose. I know some guys don't love their nickname and, and I think initially I just didn't like having a nickname at all. I, I thought I thought if one thing was going to keep me from coming back to that second workout, it was the fact that we just gave each other nicknames. Yeah. But now I love it. I absolutely love it. That's not, it's one of the better names in my opinion. It's it's a good name. Oh. Good name. I agree. And and as re, in regards to your fitness, I mean, a four or five. I have seen the photos circulated of uh, that first name, Rama. And I think a four or five, I mean, that's pretty close. I will commend you. You've, uh, you've worked your way up since then. So what, um, any any memories from that first workout or I guess even just the last three years would love to hear kind of your, maybe some highlights, like what's what's been, what's stuck out to you? Anything uh, like funny or, or maybe just a, a highlight moment? You know, the first several workouts that I did, which, which is funny, it probably happened over the course of, uh, several weeks because at that time, you know, you either went to uh, the Oracle at Boys Town or to Cornhusker, right? And so I just, so over the course, but I kept on going uh, to Oracle and that was, so it was once a week guy, uh, which, and I, I just remember challenging myself that these were, these were the hardest workouts I'd ever done. Um, and, you know, I wasn't burning more calories than, than I normally would, like with a run, um, but it was just doing different things, so it, which, which is good. I mean, I think we need to do that, you know, in, in everyday life, and I'm not really good at that, but I think uh, F3, just doing those workouts and doing new things, you know, bear crawls or shoulder taps or, you know, I don't know, just, uh, you know, 100 burpees, whatever it is, uh, if... if it's that's just different than anything I'd ever done, and so I feel like uh, just experiencing those types of new things, like a like a Steinel, which I now feel is like an old thing. Um, you know, uh, it, it was really it was good for me to do just to get me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, where were you? Uh, where would you say you were kind of at in your life uh, leading up to that that first cue? I guess that first workout. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure Brazilian saw it, uh, and knew I needed it, but I didn't realize it at the time that, uh, I, I was the quintessential sad clown, I would say. Um, and I, and I realized that, you know, when I, it was probably over, over Christmas of that year, uh, that my wife got me free to lead as a, as a gift and, uh, I started reading that and put all the pieces together and said, wow, you know, pre-April 2018, definitely the, the quintessential set clown. It, it, 
it was a real page turner for me, and I'm sure it is for a lot of guys, um, if you've read it. I don't know if everybody on this call has, but... Uh, I am in the middle of it, okay? I'm like uh, 90 pages in, so I've only got about like 30 left. I, I, uh, I, was, I was a total sad clown. I was, you know, I've, I've told some people this, but you know, I'd lived in Omaha for uh, three years during law school. Uh, we went away for, for several years and came back. Uh, I guess in 2013, so five years before I did my first F3 workout. And I never, uh, until I did several months of F3, I never felt like Omaha was really my home. And, and I really, I think F3 made Omaha my home. Uh, I know I've heard guys like, like Wait Time say, you know, he stuck around Omaha because of F3. It's not because of any other connections or family or anything like that. And, you know, my wife has a massive family here, and I love them. Uh, they're awesome. <laughs> and if anybody's ever met, like, both sides of my wife's family, they know they're they are a ton of fun. But I needed, uh, and I didn't realize it, but I needed relationships outside, outside of work, outside of family. Um, and the only way that I could get those uh, was, was through F3. And but I and I didn't know about it. I didn't realize it until I started doing it. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where I was. What? Um, so you've you've done a tremendous job growing in your leadership through F three, at least from my experience. And I, I think about um, I, I, it feels to me, and I know other site cues guys that planted sites like they they created sites. But when you started Futurama. To me, you just you had this this vision and your goal of like expanding our AOs to other guys, and you really had a passion about what that AO stood for. Um, and then you led the the CSOP, and not only was it a brutal workout, but that was I think one of our first big CSOPs that had a huge third F component. Um, talk me through like how did those opportunities maybe help you know, solidify Omaha as your home or grow you as a, as a leader, as a man? I mean, how did those things play a part in that? Yeah, I mean, there were, so for, for Futurama, that was a time when we were, gosh, Futurama might have been like our fifth or sixth site. I, I don't even, I, probably so. And, you know, Oracle kind of had its own identity as it was home base, right? It's the mothership. And then you've got the MRFs and, and Cornhusker is just right there for, is kind of the, the launching pad for, for District 66 probably, even though it's out there a little bit. But uh, when, when I started Futurama, I thought, you know, we just need to have some sort of identity. And I, I don't know what that is, but the identity is going to be, uh, for me, like maybe it should just reflect what I like about workouts. And what I like about workouts is going hard for the entire you know, 35, 40 minutes before the COT, and we're not going to do uh, six minutes of Mary. It's just not going to happen. And so I would always tell guys, you know, before they queue, don't do Mary. Like, just go go the whole way through. And uh, so that that's what I tried to make uh, the identity uh, for Futurama. And, you know, when I passed over the shovel flag to uh, Othello, and, and luckily it was a very easy shovel pass because he reached out to me and he said, hey, if you're ever interested in, in doing that, 
you know, passing it off, I'd love to do it. And I'm like, well, great timing because it's been almost a year, so let's do that. Um, and he's kind of, he's kept that going, right? So I think when guys go go there, they expect like a good hard like workout. Um, the the seesaw got. I mean, that that was total glue for me. I mean, to go through a, a three hour workout with guys, um, where you know, big one. I kind of took different aspects of things we'd seen from around the nation. You know, just searching through Twitter. And, and thought like, well, couldn't we add that? Yeah, that three F component. So we we always do a workout, right? And we all we're always doing coffee. Um, so let's try to start adding some things in here. And you know, we and F three Omaha had done some other third F things like plague. I think you and I had uh, were down at Abide for their Christmas store uh, in one year. But this, we said, look, you know, let's ask guys for a donation and let's do something. So we decided to sponsor a team at All Play, and you know, I think just that little kind of seed, guys started to see like, hey, our next seat stop, it's going to be, it's going to be harder, uh, and it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, we're going to have that third F component in it as well. And again, it's all those things together. Uh, I, I think it's really, it's the first step and the third F to me. Are what builds the the second half of the fellowship. So, I mean, I I hope we did that through the, that CSOP. I I know for me it was one thing which kind of solidified for me. I'm I'm going to keep coming back, um, and unless I'm physically unable to, <laughs> which happens from time to time. Now, but didn't we? So so I want to back up. So the Futurama deal, though, there was something special about. Memorial Park and that location and, and kind of the statue that's there and oh yeah yeah so um, the we I know you know everybody tries to come up with you know a unique name for their for their AOs and I'm I'm seeing all kinds of crazy stuff out there now but with with Futurama I wanted I did some research on Memorial Park and kind of why why that statue was there with the guy. Uh, pointing to the south, uh, and started started looking into it, and, and what I what I found was that that was a a soldier. I don't I'm paraphrasing here, but it was a soldier um, with a young child, and they were pointing towards the future. So uh, I'm like, oh wow, I, I found the name, right? It, I was thinking of things like you know dealing with Dundee or you know. Uh, the military, things like that, and but that really, like, that hit me. I'm like, what are we trying to do? And, and with our fitness, with our faith, we're trying to accelerate all the time. So we're going towards the future, and it was kind of that aha moment, made it really easy. Uh, but calling it the future, I know some guys call, still call it the future, but, and some people probably think it's affiliated with what the, uh, that Simpsons show. Yeah, that, yeah, but I wish I've never seen. And so. <laughs> so set the record straight. Yeah, it's not affiliated with the Futurama cartoon at all. At all. However, I mean, for if you're some advice to guys when you're naming your AO, it, it, the more memes and gifts you can find, you know, the better. That's how you name your AO. So you've been known to unleash a pretty brutal uh, beatdown. So so what's the Redwood secret on 
planning a brutal beatdown. What's what? Uh, any advice you can give to a guy planning his queue? Uh, yeah. I mean, if there are no FNGs there, I know some people love to do this, but I skip over uh, everything but the disclaimer because I think I'm legally obligated to do it and just cut the chit chat and get right into it. Right. Um, if there's FNGs there, I really, I want to do the, uh, the core principles and the mission statement and all those things. But otherwise I just like to get right into it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to waste these two or three minutes. Right. Uh, but otherwise I think two keys are, uh, to planning a workout are if you think it's, uh, not long enough, well, you can just rinse and repeat. Right. So there's that. And then the other one is just, uh, don't have downtime, right? If you have to spend a lot of time explaining what the exercise is going to be, you know, we only have once you, I, the goal is to get it in and out 45 minutes. So complete the COT, um, by six fifteen. And if you're spending five, five of those minutes explaining what an exercise is, um, you're going to lose guys, I think. So just always to keep guys moving, make it really, really easy uh, to, to understand what the workout's going to be. Um, you know, I plan workouts and on the, on the way to the workout uh, in my car. So I, I will say my, my VQ, I spent the entire week planning it and planning my COT, and I, I don't do that anymore. I love that. I just, I queued twice this week and, and both of those were on the way, uh, <laughs> planning. I did this, I planned the COT ahead of time. Uh, and then I also was going to ask you, cause I don't, uh, there's probably a lot of guys that don't know, or maybe some don't remember, but, um, the bowl CSOP event, all I, all I, I remember you started that with just this brutal, intro at the woodshed that was like i feel like it was smurf jacks and a bunch of burpees and and but um to, will you explain to guys kind of what what that was because that was different than uh, our most recent csop it was where where did we we started at woodshed and i don't so, know through that well I, th I think you ran from paradise over to uh futurama yeah beforehand that, that was your you did like a Smile pre-run before, and I. Uh, yeah. um, so no, so we started that CSOP at uh, Memorial at Futurama. Uh, did a a quick warm up there, and then ran over to uh, the woodshed and did a beat down there. And yeah, I kept on hearing from. I still hear about that from guys. That was a really like tough like first 15 20 minutes right um and i'm trying to remember what it was it was probably like a imam like a every minute on the minute uh type deal because I, I like those but uh yeah i think i did incorporate a lot of, of burpees and i it was something like we did 50 to 75 burpees before we had to go then like on another one mile run so uh and we went from uh there to uh, Cornhusker and Cornhusker over to uh, what is now Battlefield slash Coliseum uh, and then on to Paradise. Yeah, so we I think we got about eight miles or so in. Um, 
that yeah that was fun we had the support truck with uh, i think uh tater tot was a bruiser at that point so he was he was support staff you know that that was a great one too i mean for showing me uh what about the, the mission statement and the credo right we we definitely uh were, were planting something with that and, and now you see we thought it was awesome we had like 27 guys show up and now you know we have like just like anniversaries for you know tater tot where it's like 105 guys show up right um but also the credo i mean we it we made sure every guy finished uh, with another guy, right? Um, we came back for the six on that, and, I, and I, I don't remember who it was, but I just remember there, were, there was a group of, you know, several of us who just, who just came back around, and we were picking guys up uh, to finish that last stretch into paradise. Um, and and I, I mean, I hope that had an impact on those guys, and I think it did. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if you look back at uh, – like retention rate of guys who did that first seesaw, I'd love to look at a picture because I, my guess is um, the retention rate of guys who did a seesaw is much, much higher than guys who did even that first workout. So, right. so you had mentioned um, when you were talking about just being skeptical of F3, you mentioned maybe the faith po component and um, thinking about the three Fs. I mean, obviously you're, you're a fit guy. You, you like to run a lot. We do a lot of pre-runs together. Where do you see yourself at today? I mean, after three years, you know, you've had some injuries and been, you know, kind of sidelined for a little bit, come, coming back in. But where do you see yourself at with those three Fs, the fitness, fellowship, and faith components? Gosh, I'm trying. So I remember in one of the first episodes, I think uh, Selig gave himself like a one to ten, right? So like I said, uh, Brazilian would probably tell you when I first started, I was like a four uh, fitness. I, I would say right now, I'm I'm a I'm a hard eight, right? I want to be a I want to be a nine and a half because no one's perfect and couldn't have much fun if I uh, if I was a ten. But so I feel pretty good about that. But I will say uh, I, I have taken some uh, some time off of of F three workouts. You know, particularly after some injuries uh, during you know the pandemic, uh, but. When I do F3 on a regular basis, I am more fit than I've ever been. And I think a lot of guys would say that. Um, because not only am I getting a run, then I'm going to get in 45 minutes of, you know, Merkins and squats and all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm more fit when I do F3 on a regular basis. Um, gosh, fellowship. Fellowship for me has always been the most difficult one. Uh, I would say, you know, right now I'm probably at a five. There were times, or I would say early on when I was doing F3, uh, or before F3, I was probably like a two, you know? Um, so I'm improving, but I'm not where I want to be. Uh, I did not go to coffee after the first, you know, several workouts. I feel like when I started doing that, and I realized, you know, this is different from when I meet guys at work functions or meet guys uh, through my wife. I'm going to see these guys again. And it's easy to make that connection because I'm sitting down with them and just having a cup of coffee, right? I mean, like all these old guys that I see at, 
you know, who are like 80 years old with their kind of coffee clutch, who I'm, I'm so jealous of, and I'm like, I want those relationships uh, when I'm their age. Well, God, I can have that right now. Wow. So that was a real eye-opener for me. Uh, but I would still say I'm not where I want to be. Uh, so prob probably that's one that's been the toughest. And uh, I, I, it's just more about being less focused on yourself, right? Being uh, more open to having those relationships. And, and faith, faith is also, that's always a tough one. Gosh, I would say it, it fluctuates the most, I think. Uh, so it's just trying to find that, um, it's not the comfort zone, what do they call it, the, the high impact zone, right? Um, but I, I would still say, you know, probably before I started F3, I, I was probably at a two or a three on, on those. And so now I put myself maybe at, maybe at a six, but man, sometimes it goes back to, down to a two. And it's, uh, I, I find that when, when I'm doing F3 more, when I'm going to more cafeterias, when I'm reaching out to guys, they'll reach out more to me. Um, and so that, that makes, it, it's all about trying to find more of a, a level you know, number uh, and getting all those things up to an eight or a nine, right? So that one fluctuates the most, but I feel like F3 is, if, I, if I'm doing more F3, it's, it's better. Yeah, I, I love that. And a couple of guys have caught on to Selleck's, uh unofficial uh, numbering system, but so, yeah. something he called out there, and I think you hit on this too, is, you know, in F3, what we call the flux, right? Or, you know, life on life's terms, or, you know, just the fact that, they do. They all fluctuate a little bit, and nobody's really living the the perfect blueprint. Um, and I, I I love your transparency there. I think a lot of us could be more honest with ourselves about you know the fellowship and are we really getting out of ourselves enough to develop those relationships? But I, I love that. Um, tell me a little bit about because I know you've participated in Q source and in some of our book discussions and. Um, I think some of the early on, you know, QSource discussions where it was like a, you know, a smaller group, we, we had a lot of really great conversations, but have those things helped or, you know, I guess, I, I don't, where would you say those things fit in if a guy's looking at, you know, things that he could uh, engage in with F3 to kind of improve in those areas? Have, have those things been impactful for you? Oh, sure. I mean, if I, every time I, I leave a QSource discussion, I'm like, damn it, I wish I could go uh, every Wednesday to Paradise, right? Um, that's a tough one, and it, it, it's more just, you know, working out the schedules um, with my with my M, but it, it's, every time I leave one of their, I, one of those Q-source discussions, I, I, I do think about, you know, the kind of the, the message uh, that other guys are, are talking about, um, what the topic was, but you know that's the same as you know my one of my favorite parts of the workout uh, is the COT. You know that's that's really one of the the things that kept me coming back is just seeing you know guys. I remember it was uh, placebo uh, who, who had a really like uh, amazing COT where he really opened up to a group of us at the woodshed. Um, and it just really hit home. It's like, wow, I can talk about these things. And there's really this emphasis for me on it, the trust part of the circle of trust. It's not going to leave uh, that group, right? 
if, if I'm going to more S3 workouts, I'm hearing more of those things every day. And so I don't have this, you know, weeks long gap where I say, oh, gosh, I was living that message for a day. And now I'm not getting back to it. Okay. I, have, I haven't thought about it for two weeks, whereas I'm, I'm receiving that constant message. So going, you know, yeah, for me, I always say the sweet spot for me is three times a week. And then I'm hearing it every other day, right? That's awesome. I, I love, um, too, just your just the simple comment about three times a week. Because um, that's, that's another thing I think sometimes we think, well, if I'm going to be in F3, I got to go every day. And, and we all know that, you know, we talk about the concentrica model. And one of the things that... Um, is not on there. Uh, fitness is not one of the rings on the concentrica model, right? It's the relationships. And so I think, you know, just for guys to hear and, and to know, right, you're not any less part of F3 just because your schedule only allows you to go, you know, two or three days a week. You know, I think, um, I think that's important for guys to know too. Yeah. I mean, how many guys have we heard is, you know, gosh, my M doesn't like it that I'm not getting home until you know, five minutes before the kids have to leave because of that coffee. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I know we don't like to talk about balance, but you do have to, I, I think it was uh, Point Break had a really good analogy once about, you know, where your, your scale, it scales. And I think he, uh, and making sure that you're, you're at least balancing out those scales and how, how you allocate your time, particularly with your M. So, um, yeah, for me, that, that's my sweet spot. I, I can't always do it. You know, one of my biggest regrets is that, you know, when I, when I have been hurt is that I didn't still keep going to coffee. I think that would have helped me a lot. Um, and so I would say, like, if, God forbid, it happens again, which it likely will, um, just keep going to coffee, right? There's no reason. I mean, I get to sleep in, first of all, uh, and just go to the <laughs> coffee part of it. Um, but I think that's a big, a big thing to do. I think that's a good challenge for people and just a good reminder just to stay plugged in. Um, whatever you're going through, whether it's an injury, some guys, whatever, if you just get burnt out on the workouts, you know, that's just one piece of it. And as you and Plague have said, hey, that's, that may not even be the most important piece of what this F3 group is all about. So I love what you said there. Just keep coming. Um, go to the coffees and enjoy the companionship with your brothers. It's pretty sweet. What kept you coming back? And did that change over time or, you know, I, for me, it certainly did. So I'm curious of, of how it feels for you. Uh, I would say uh, it, it, was, it was the COTs, which I, I just let myself be open to. Uh, and I think after going to enough of these workouts uh, and, and seeing enough guys who, who I respect, who are able to open up like that. So, you know, Brazilian, a guy I've known for, you know, 15 years now, um, big one, right, who I've, I've known that long, um, but never knew them, uh, I, I feel like the way I know them now, right? So seeing that, seeing guys who could open up like that in front of a, a big group, that, that was glue for me. Uh, coffee, I think, I don't know, I'm sure people have heard this a million times, right? From other guys, it's like, it's the coffee. I love the coffee. The coffee's way better than the workouts. Uh, but, you know, we went down and helped plant Kansas City and we just, we told those guys, 
do coffee after every single workout. And that's really going to bring guys back. And, and I think it has. So those, those couple of things for me are kind of the, the glue. That's cool, man. No, those are uh, common themes. Um, the COT actually being one of the newer ones. I don't think anyone has actually mentioned how, you know, just the vulnerability and opening up in COT has, has been the reason people have come back. So it's cool to hear for the new guys. What's the advice that you'd leave them with the FNG? What's the piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, understand, like, it is not as corny as it seems, right? So I, I, I think that's how I would describe my first, the first workout. I was like, this is corny, man. And maybe I, I was just, I was too cool for school. But, you know, you can only act like that until you're, uh, you know, out of college, right? I mean, then you, you've really got to just step up, be a man, understand that being a man isn't uh, being the, the coolest guy in the room. It's not being the, the toughest guy in the room. It's, it's opening yourself up to all those other things, right? So don't think you're too cool for school. Don't think it's corny. Uh, you'll learn to love your nickname, so come back for the second workout. Finish uh, the FTL, man. I'm on it. I don't think you have to read it five times, but you know, you'll come back to it. Mine's dog-eared and... Uh, got post-it notes and highlights and all kinds of things in it so i'm never giving away my copy i'm all shocked to hear on how many guys have given away their copy but yeah. i'll buy somebody a copy if you want a copy first three guys to listen to this podcast i'll, I'll buy you oh, oh look that's quite the offer okay i love that they're gonna they'll reach out um, I want to do, we'll do, uh, let's do Namorama, but let's, we'll, uh, we'll all three do it. Uh, how about that this time? Sound okay? Awesome. All right. Sure. So, uh, Brandon Fleet already 35, The Plague. Plague. John Whitworth, 29, Pony Express. Pony Express, hey. Hey, hey. Nick Rudman, 43, No Dose. No Dose. No Dose. Nice Thanks, job. brother. 